Okay, so Bobby, how have you been sleeping? Oh my god. I ask him this been, every day. <laughs> I, I've been sleeping, you know, honestly, I've been sleeping well lately. Yeah. Um, but I've been sleeping especially well because we got a free snow linen pillowcase is like so fabulous that I can't yeah. do it. Like, it's amazing. It's their new linen launch. So this is all new, which is really exciting. Like they took linen and they just like upgraded it. They were like, what if we made linen the best possible linen that it's ever been? Snow is a direct-to-consumer brand that makes bedding, bath linens, and tabletop essentials that are as irresistible as humanly possible. Thanks to the finest materials and inventive craftsmanship that makes for practical luxuries like wine glasses with titanium's coated stems, ooh, oh. fast-drying towels that get softer over time, oh and heirloom-quality dinnerware that goes in the dishwasher. Wow. Whoa. And by working directly with the best factories in Europe and America, they, they're able to do it all at affordable prices but here's the thing this linen this linen they created I, this linen <laughs> my obsession with linen is canon on this show i it's true, love like linen. everlane linen snow linen you're gonna be a full like, linen but it's like i wear linen and then i get in a linen bed I can't think of a bigger fantasy. So basically, they worked with a manufacturing partner in Italy to pioneer a combination of techniques, including a signature air whipping technology that includes whips, tumbles, and blast linen to recreate the softness. Because basically, like, linen, you're supposed to wear it in. Snow has figured out a way so that when you get your linen, it's already worn in. It's (laughs) already soft. Under the Tuscan sun, under the Tuscan linen. Just under, like, Italian linen all the time. But let's get to the point. You get 15% off your first order by going to snowhome.com slash whoweekly and using the code whoweekly at checkout. That's 15% of your first order by going to snow, S-N-O-W-E, home.com slash whoweekly and using the code whoweekly at checkout. You will drive Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is yet another episode of Who's There, our weekly Friday podcast in which we take your calls, uh, questions, comments, and uh, whatever complaints. weird non sequiturs, complaints um, <laughs> about celebrities, who celebrities, and everything we got wrong in the past seven days. Um, hey, Lindsay, how are you? Hey, I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I just had two mugs. Of Java out of my two? Bob's coffee shop mug. Well, you had that two? Hooligan, well, yeah, I made two cups of coffee. I've had Uh-oh. two. I've been up Uh-oh. since eight, Lindsay. It's ten. Oh, God. Why? I've had two cups of Java. Uh, no, I got it. I drank it out of a mug that a hooligan gave us in Minneapolis. I know. That was so fun. That was so nice. Bob's Java Hut. I'll never Bob's forget. Java. It's such a <laughs> good mug. You were so happy to get it. It was so such a nice gift. Speaking of touring, we are away this weekend on another small leg, an arm, a finger. (laughs) (laughs) A calf. We're in a calf. A calf of our of our Midwestern tour. Is Chicago Midwest? Is Detroit it's the, Midwest? It's the final calf of our Midwestern tour. I think so. The final but also calf. who cares? Um, we're going to Chicago and Detroit. We're like super excited. I've never been to Detroit. I'm thrilled. Bobby booked the hotel, which is terrifying. And Yeah, Rebecca's gonna stay with us. No, it's um mm. it's like sweets. 
we're yeah, also so Chicago and Detroit. We're really excited to, to yeah, see Yeah, it's you guys. gonna be really, 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 really fun. Um Chicago's almost sold out, so buy tickets if you can because it's Detroit gonna sell out probably. Is not, Detroit so is buy not tickets. <laughs> but it's selling pretty well, so buy tickets. Please tell all your friends. And then in two weeks we will be in Austin and Dallas. Some sad news. The Phoenix show was canceled. Why? Because it only sold set it only sold ten tickets. Let's Don't be upfront about them that. that. Don't. It only sold ten tickets. Apparently we are not popping in Phoenix. <laughs> it's fine. Pop- I just feel bad that the 10 people who are coming to the Phoenix show are no longer coming to the Phoenix show because it's going to be canceled. <laughs> Before we move on, uh, we have one more announcement, and it is that Lindsay and I are going to do a special guest week on Sirius XM Radio next week. Um, every day, Monday through Friday, from 2 to 4 Eastern Time. Two um, hours a day? What the shit are we going to do? I know. Lindsay, I know. Honestly, so tune, in to hear, tune in to hear us flail. Am I allowed to swear on Sirius? I already asked that. I am, right? I think so. Okay, great. Yeah, I think you absolutely are. But um, listeners can stream for free if you go to SiriusXM.com slash WhoWeekly. I know a lot of you might have Sirius accounts, but a lot of you don't. And this will give you um, a free three-month all-access account if you use this code. So you and can listen to us. And we are on the Stars channel. That is the same channel as our pal Michelle Collins, a WhoWeekly fan and friend. And uh, we will be on, I think, from 2 to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. So please come check us out. Please come listen and let us know what you think. I think there's going to be like live call-in moments. So like as opposed to this today's episode where you call in and we maybe let you come on the show, you can just call your way onto our show. <laughs> just call. Just call in and talk to us live yeah. um, on the radio in front of, you know, tens of people. Tens of moms <laughs> in their cars. One is my mom who sent me a picture of her car tuned to stars. She was like, I found it. I'm ready. <laughs> She's still in the car. I know. It's crazy. She's waiting. My parents canceled their serious account and they were like, oh, we got to no. we gotta re-up it. Tell us if we need to re-up it. I was like, uh, I'll give you the free month. Um, no, tell <laughs> let's them not to get crazy yet. It. <laughs> let's not get crazy yet. So just remember that that's next week, Monday through Friday. Are we still doing the normal podcast? Duh, you bet your ass we're doing it. We're never going to stop doing this. Please. <laughs> Um, are you kidding? <laughs> Let's start the show with some comments. Hi, I have a quick update on the private chat conversation from Tuesday. Um, also, sometimes celebrities get kind of paired up with another celebrity that's traveling via private chat because of their agent or their manager. So, like, like a lot of times I work for one and so a lot of times we'll have somebody traveling New York, LA and then I'll realize from another assistant they have someone traveling via private jet so we combo it so sometimes it's just who you're at by alright, good form I love I love private jet stuff and I think that Celebrity personal assistants and like really rich people personal assistants have all of the best stories. No one has better stories. And they stories. have so no one has much information and power. Mm-hmm. Like you have no idea. I mean, we have one friend who I will not call out who is a personal assistant, like extraordinaire. Like she's done many personal assistant gigs and her stories are by far the weirdest and most interesting of anyone about celebrities specifically. Oh, Yeah. Oh my god! Um, I was like, "Who are you I talking know, about?" And then I realized, "Oh, yeah." I mean, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, but yeah. I think what's kind of crazy is that there's these like 
ND, like these people who've obviously signed NDAs and who are very discreet because that's their profession and they're professional, but it's like they know more goss than anyone mm-hmm. because, first of all, they talk to each other, which is probably even more goss filled they than. They all talk to each other. Right. It's a so small world. Right. So you're saying, like, oh, you know, this celebrity is going from here to here. I wonder if there's like an app or like a listserv or like a how they do it. <laughs> you spend your day when you are the the personal assistant to, you know, like a really rich like finance person or a celebrity, you spend your day on the phone with other personal assistants in right. that industry, in right. that little right. niche. So right. it's like celebrity personal assistants know all the other celebrity personal assistants of that assistance level. Right. You know? And then right. when they choose like I'm gonna move on to go to another place, then it's like they have this pool of people to choose from. And it's yeah. like because everyone knows everyone. As a celebrity, you work with not only your personal assistant, you work with other celebrities' personal assistants, so you get to know all of them too. I don't know, it's it really is it's fascinating and like I we said this to our friends who are assistants. It's like you know, like write a book, write a screenplay, write something and it's like, yeah, I would like to, but it's it's hard because of all of the NDAs you sign. Like, you can't really do much about it because you could be potentially violating your contract and you could get sued. But I will say, like, NDAs are broken constantly, all the time, and no one does shit. I mean, not that I'm saying go break your NDA, Lindsay Weber said to go do that, but, like, NDAs are like the bottom of the barrel in terms of legal documentation and no one gives a shit about NDAs anymore. Yeah, but I think that like it might it might not be like financially ruinous, but you could just like be held up in court for a long time and they might just sure. like get you right. because they have it more would hurt money your than jobs you. also, yeah. like obviously. Um also I think someone called in to say this, which is not that interesting, but Seal and Carly and Michael Bolton were on a plane together because they were going to a charity event in Manitoba. Bye. And so they like all got the same ride to Manitoba. I know. It was David Foster's annual charity. So Shut like up. I know the most Canadian like roundup, although I think Seal is British. Is Michael Bolton Canadian or British? I don't know. I think it's American. American. Cool. So only Carly was Canadian. But anyways, they rounded up these three, put them on a plane because they were going to Manitoba to do a charity event for David Foster. I love it. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby. Um, first time, medium time. I am not trying to steal the job of BB Rexa correspondent, but I do need to tell my BB Rexa experience, my story. Last week, I got picked to do this iHeartRadio video with BB Rexa where you speed date her, and I skipped all my classes for the day and showed up, obviously. And um, he was an hour late. And during that hour, I learned that BB Rexa fans actually take her much more seriously than I do as a BB Rexa enjoyer. And um, anyway, I got to, when I did the speed dating, she, I asked her, started out light, asked her what her New York bagel order is, because girls from Staten Island. And she hits me back with, are you gay? <laughs> Which was a really great question. Um, which she also asked to the next gay, well, I am gay, the next gay, obviously there was another one, she asked him the same thing, and he wasn't out yet, so he asked him to cut it out. So BBLX doesn't care about her gay fans, um, and yeah, that's all I have to say. So, hair body face. Also, is Robin a who are them? A lot of questions, a lot of things happening in this call. Number one, BB Rexa. Is very rude to gay people. That was wild that she, that she just said, are you gay? As if, not to be whatever, but BB, so many of your fans are gay, FYI. So you going around asking them individually if they're gay, it's like, 
probably not the point. <laughs> like, not really worth your time. To ask, are you gay, to <laughs> someone, it's like what your unfiltered five-year-old asks, and then the mom is embarrassed, you know, like, and you're like, oh, it's fine. It also feels like when people say, oh, I love Who Weekly, I'm like, are you gay? <laughs> No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I never do that. But like, sometimes. (laughs) You never do that. You never do that. Not to anyone's face, obviously. I mean, I just love our demographic. But no, I'm not a BB Rex. I would never fucking ask someone if they were gay to their face. That's, That's just wild. My point is, is that if you're if BB Rexa should understand her fan base, it's a good thing if you're a business person to understand your fan base mm-hmm. and know that a major demographic of hers are gay people, and she should not be at directly asking them to their faces, "Are you gay?" Yeah, it doesn't sound like it's necessarily coming from like a judgmental or a hateful place, but it's like coming from a place where it's like you should know better than to ask rude, like that. It's rude. a rude and weird place. Okay. <laughs> A rude and weird place, which is sort of BB Rexa's wheelhouse. Also, I just love that we have two BB Rexa correspondents. We I mean, used we to probably, have one. Give now us we more. have two. I'll take I'll take as many as we can get. I do not need more people calling in about BB Rexa. Remember when we canceled BB Rexa from the podcast and then we kept talking about her? This is BB Rexa correspondent A. <laughs> BB, Corris- BB Rexa Wait, correspondent B. Didn't we say stop calling about her at one point and then we just ignored ourselves and oh yeah to wow. Talk about well, her? Uh, Oh, wow. We broke our own rules. Who knew? Uh, big surprise. <laughs> Next call. I'm listening to the Lady Tramp uh, leather episode. And guys talking about Aaron and Nick Carter and saying that Nick Carter is more famous than Aaron Carter, which is offensive. I could not. Did Nick Carter have a solo career? I I mean, if he did, I couldn't name one of his songs. Aaron's Party and I Want Candy are iconic songs. Aaron Carter is definitely more famous than Nick Carter. Maybe it's just my age. I don't know. But Aaron Carter is more famous than Nick Carter. And it's offensive to say it otherwise. Um, uh, ScarJo, Yummy Pop. I love that that even when our calls are like, you're wrong, I hate this podcast, fuck you, Aaron Carter's more famous, and then like uses our sign-off. <laughs> yummy pop. Bye. I'm going to keep listening, I love you forever. I love our listeners. This is an age thing, but I will It's fully say, a generation gap, yeah. I had a little argument about this on Twitter yesterday with someone, and this might be the person who called in because obviously she feels very strongly about this. Um... Aaron Carter is not more famous than Nick Carter. No, um, no, no. It's just not the case. And I don't think the the reasoning is like, oh, well, Aaron had a solo career and Nick didn't. That's not the point. Nick was in like a much, a much, band. much, much more famous band. And he was mm-hmm. the the arguably main person in that band. The Nick the was the Nick was the, the biggest star. heartthrob, the the number one name right. in the Backstreet Boys. Even though Brian was my favorite as right. a, a young teen. <laughs> yeah. Nick Carter was clearly the most famous of that and group. And even though NSYNC was my favorite boy band, I would actually argue looking back that Backstreet Boys were bigger than NSYNC in the span of things. What do you think? See, I've I've wondered that because the way I that know. I remember it was that I loved Backstreet Boys more, but NSYNC was more popular. And I always was frustrated as like a 
kid, you know, like a 13, 14 year old, I was like, I don't like it. I was like, I don't like NSYNC. Like, I'm team Backstreet Boys. It was very like Volcano Dante's Peak. I was like, Dante's Peak is better. Deep Impact is better than Armageddon. Backstreet Boys are better than NSYNC. I did, I like, didn't like listening to NSYNC, but I begrudgingly accepted the fact that NSYNC was more famous. And I think NSYNC had more. Maybe they had had more more ones. I think they did, but we could look this up or just take a call. Well, if you if you think about it, Justin Timberlake is more successful than all of them. So technically, NSYNC's legacy is like longer, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I would say when the time that they were both out at the same time, let's say when the the album Millennium Millennium, came out and No Strings Attached came out around the Uh same time, those albums were equally huge. I mean, those. I mean, obviously, numbers person call in and be like, actually, it was like this one that charted longer. You know that charts don't matter. But I was an in sync person. My best friend Annie was a was a Backstreet Boys person, and this was like our favorite thing to like discuss slash debate, yeah. like which band would have the longevity, as in who gives a shit. But what I'm trying to say to this argument is that Aaron Carter, maybe if you're like of a certain age, he was the main thing you you focused on. But Nick Carter is still arguably more famous than Aaron Carter. Mm-hmm. And I would just say that I, I I don't really have time or the desire to go into the actual like quantifiable evidence to prove one way or the other which one was a bigger boy band. But I think it's pretty it's pretty inarguable that Backstreet Boys had better music. I like mm. Backstreet Boys music was better, mm. but okay, that sound I can't even get into this fight. Let's go to the mm. next call. Backstreet Boys was the better band. But I that's really not even the question. That was that's not even the, the, the no. But I think what I'm saying is Backstreet having. Boys was the better band. Backstreet Boys was bigger. No. Nick Carter was the number one person in the bigger band. That Nick Carter is more famous than Aaron. Aaron wouldn't have existed without Nick. Aaron's career wouldn't have existed without Nick. I agree. And also I agree. And also Aaron's songs like Aaron solo songs the big ones I want candy and that's how I beat Jack and and Aaron's party it doesn't matter whether they were for babies but those uh, Nick had so many more songs and so much more platform than Aaron like and Mm -hmm. then also Aaron like went off the honestly like kind of spun out and so I feel I mean, like so did Nick. Like I Nick, mean, Nick has is a, problematic. Nick has had his share of darkness. I Are know, you kidding? It's true. I mean, no one's. We're not. This is not a value judgment. I'm just no, no, literally no, 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 trying no, no, to no. answer your question. I do feel like it's a lot about age. And like, I asked the person on Twitter how old they were, not to be rude, but like wanted to know. And she no, was like, matters. "I'm 23." And I was like, "That matters. That she's matters. 10 years younger than me, so that matters." It's like it's like it's it's exactly like you know, Nick was MTV, Aaron was Disney Channel. You know. That's all it is, or Nickelodeon, right? And and it and that's not again not a value judgment. It's just like that's where you that's were. The age group. That's what you paid attention to at that time. Yes, and so we are going to move on to regular calls. I beg of right you. now. <laughs> Lindsay, did you get a Grove box? You got a Grove box, right? Did we talk about this? The Grove box. The tissues. When it came in? You mean the tissues? The oh box full God, of tissues. The tissues. So have you been using your tissues? One. I'm like, where do I put them? I used them like once. Josh used them because he has a cold. Um, when Kelly was staying really with funny. me, she was like, tissues. <laughs> it feels very adult. Like I just want like a tissue box cover, like those like grandma things where you like put the thing around your tissue box. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. That you get at like Michael's. But we're not talking about these stores. We're talking about Grove Collaborative, which I 
freaking love. It's America's largest independent natural product company where not a single product or ingredient they sell has been tested on animals and they're planting one... Wow, it's one... like your fantasy. Listen, might no truly. And they're planting one million trees by the end of 2020. Wait, trees? Trees. They're planting trees because they're, they're all about sustainability. It's Grove.co. It, you can it, go there. Grove.co. Grove.co makes shopping for natural products easy. You don't have to search for a local store hoping that you'll find what you want and hoping you're going to get organic stuff. They're the only site you need to go to get organic, eco-friendly, and sustainable products from top brands like Seven Generation, Dr. Bronner, and Mrs. Myers. I love I love how there's a Mrs. Myers, there's a Dr. Bronner, there's Seven Gen- like I like that all they're just all these different types of people selling us stuff. Seventh generation needs to be the name of a person. Anyway, Grove is a B corporation, a new kind of business that balances purpose and profit. They're legally required to consider the impact of their decisions on their workers, customers, suppliers, community, and environment. So when you shop at Grove.co, you're doing something good for you, your home, and the planet. Honestly, I feel great when my Grove stuff comes in. I'm like, oh, I'm such a good person. Say it. <laughs> Start right now and get a free $30 Mrs. Myers gift set over at grove.co slash who, W-H-O, with your first order. This is a special offer This is a special offer for hooligans. So get a free $30 Mrs. Myers gift set at grove.co slash who, grove.co slash who. Mrs. Myers, total them. Dr. Bronner, them. Um, you guys, Kourtney Kardashian started um, a lifestyle brand. It's called Poosh. There is no information about what it is is going to be selling or discussing. But Charity has like over two and a half million Instagram followers or something. I hate everything. All right, good form, Belfern. Bye. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. First time, long time. I'm calling because I just saw that Courtney Kardashian is reported to be dating Travis Barker, the drummer from Blink-182. Um, I think it's quite clear that Travis is a who, um, but I feel like Blink-182 as a concept, as an entity, might be a them. Um, what are your thoughts? Do you agree? Um, do you have thoughts on the who's and them's of pop punk? Let me know. ScarJo, Yummy Pop, good for Bella Thorne, and I'm so lucky to be with you keeping me from my shadow. Whoa. <laughs> So is Poosh, does Poosh already have 2.3 million followers because they bought it from someone else who already no, had that many followers? No, so the trick, and this is like genius, is that that's the Dash dolls, that's the Dash account. Right, so it was something else before. So it was, it was Dash, remember their store that closed? Yeah. And she just took it over as Poosh. So honestly, I mean, it's not it's, genius. That's like, I it's mean, like, it see this one. I just is. like, I'm, I'm, I mean, I've said this before, but it's like we can't keep calling the Kardashians genius for doing the bare minimum. Plenty of people have done that. Like, plenty of brands have. I know. Well, I'm not okay. Well, I'm not saying that the Kardashians are genius. I'm saying this move is very smart. This was a brand that was shuttered that no one was using. Dash was just sitting there with all the followers. It was useless, and so she said, "I'm going to launch this thing, and I'm going to take the Dash, the Dash followers." It yeah. is I'm just very, that's very smart. I'm sorry. Like, when you have all those followers, you have to do something with it. It's not brilliant. So, Kourtney Kardashian is launching this lifestyle thing. I'm honestly shocked it took this long. I feel like it only took this long because they had those failed apps that they dragged out for a long time. That's the only reason it took so long, because they thought the apps would be, like, a very long-term moneymaker, but that they weren't. Although I'm sure people are still subscribed to those things, and they, and they're still they have no idea. Yeah. yeah, check your Which check is your the scam. No, I, I unsubscribed a long time ago. Not you. I mean, you, the listener. Oh, but um, I did. <laughs> um, so... It's not surprising because Courtney's the one that's always like exuded like lifestyle and like furniture and like, you know, health. Like she has been, she's like kind of the health truther of the Kardashians and has been for a while. 
Um, mm-hmm. Do these celebrity brands usually go well? No. I mean, everyone's saying like Goop, like whatever. Yes, Goop is the shining example of like this done correctly. But that's because Gwyneth Paltrow basically quit acting like yeah. to do Goop, like FYI. Not that Courtney is an actor or has jobs. Like she could also focus on this full time. But um, notice like Preserve and all these other, the Catherine Heigl's, uh, what was, um, what was uh, Blake Lively's? Preserve. That Lake was Lively's preserve. Was preserve. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So all of these like ones that started, they just take a lot of work and they take a big staff. And like, I, I'm pretty sure Car- the Courtney Kardashian can pull that off. But usually, if you have another job that you're famous for, it's difficult. I mean, we don't really know any details yet, but I wonder what the focus is going to be. Like Goops, Goops was wellness. Preserve was a lot about like home goods and clothes. I'm sure Courtney's will also be about health and like wellness because she that's her brand but will it be like mommy centric will it be more self-care it's i mean i guess everything sort of runs together when it comes to wellness sites for women i mean the branding is it's courtney kardashian's like personality which people who care about her are very familiar with so like you don't even really need to like define yourself if you're just going to go off of like I'm Kourtney Kardashian, like, this is my shit. This is the stuff that I do and like and say and whatever. I get it. These these women are all about, like, making – they don't want to support anyone else's shit. They want to make their own shit because yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. you make no, money. No, that's true. That's um, – And I'm not calling that genius. I'm just saying that's the thing. That's the best way of putting it. It's like they don't want anything to do with anyone else. They only want to support family. But also just themselves, like, not necessarily, like – each other but if you're going to like do a line don't do a line with like mac cosmetics make your own lip kit i mm-hmm. mean did you see kylie jenner is the youngest ma- self-made billionaire or whatever yeah like we were made my ass they're trolls yeah. um according to the grid this isn't a monologue it's a dialogue Ugh, um and gross. then there are photos of courtney naked drinking tea while on her laptop sitting on a counter and then courtney in a beautiful silk seeming robe in front of a fireplace looking at an ipad and a laptop while writing in a notebook. So she's like doing work. We don't know what the work is. TBD. I'm sure it's going to be huge. I don't know why we're like still talking about Kourtney Kardashian, which is like ugh, whatever. But she's also supposedly dating her next door neighbor who happens to be Travis, Travis Barker, Barker of the bland, of the band Blink-182. <laughs> and they've been friends for a really long time. Travis Barker has been their neighbors. that. Yeah, they've been their neighbors. They both live in Calabasas. Travis Barker has been close to the family for years and years and years, over a decade, because he used to date Paris Hilton, who was Kim Kardashian's best friend. So when Kim uh... and Paris, when Kim and Paris were best friends, Travis was around, and so Kim and Travis became really good friends. And I think that's how it began. And then it only got bigger when he moved in next door. And also, they both have both Travis and Courtney have kids, kids. that are about the same age, yeah. and so they're like neighborhood playdate people. Um, there are always photos like if you look up just in the past several years, not even when these dating rumors were happening, like when she was still with Scott, they would get like ice cream together with the kids. They'd be out and about together with the kids. And it was just because they were neighbors and friends. But now it's like, I mean, oh, we're dating I don't now. know anything about Travis Barker really, but he seems way more down to earth than like a lot of the people that these women go come into contact Absolute. with. He really does. If you compare him to, to Scott Disick or Eunice Benjima, her last romantic uh, partners, it's a nice, it seems like a different, a bit of fresh air. You know, you have Scott, who is this kind of like sleazy-ish, like whatever. Absent-seeming father, not to make a- uh, not to make accusations, but he seems like he's never there. Well, he's also like has his own substance issues and whatever. And then Eunice, who's like four years old. So now you have, 
you know, Travis, who like has his own kids and seems mm-hmm. like he's got his shit together. I'm pretty sure he's sober. He went through that that kind of like life changing accident. Remember that plane oh, accident yeah, he that he was died. in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it a plane accident? Am I forgetting it? Um, sorry. the The plane crash was the crash that Travis was in with DJ AM. Remember, and he ended oh, up dying, God. and Travis survived. But it was like very serious and like very. Yeah, I just want to remind because I had to remind crash. myself. That I feels can't like think about plane crashes. Okay, well. I'm just, I wanted to just make sure that was, that was, like, accurate. Pull up. Pull up. Pull up. What are you thinking about? Like, plane crash videos? That's, like, what happens in the cockpit? That's, like, the last noise pilots hear before they die. Stop talking about... It's the noise going, pull up. Pull up. It's the scariest noise in the world. Next call. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, Medium time, first time. And I just got my Girl Scout cookies delivered. And I, just curious. Which flavors are whose and which ones are them? Thanks. Um, that has forever. Bye. Okay, I love Girl Scout cookies. Is it Girl Scout cookie season? I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, it, it comes so quick and it leaves <sighs> so quick. But you can actually buy them year round, but like whatever, no one cares. I'm not at an office anymore, so there's not that yearly thing where like Same. someone in my office has a daughter who's like, buy my daughter's Girl Scout cookies, whatever. Right. And you um, can't buy Girl Scout cookies not from Girl Scouts. Like that is truly like... That's devious. That's, that's cheating. Deep. You're a devil. You're a devil. Yeah. You're the devil. You're a devil. Um, <laughs> I don't care how much you like Thin Mints, but like you can't. You're the devil. The thing about Girl Scouts, I clicked the link that you had to all the flavors, but before I click that, I just want to name my my gut for them sure, because sure, of the sure. ones that I can think of offhand. Thin Mints, obviously. Um, Samoas, although what are the the other name is Caramel Delight. Caramel Delights. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, Tagalongs. Yes, the peanut butter patties. Peanut butter patties. Oh, I didn't know they were called peanut butter patties. I would I've always known them as tagalongs. I would say there's one more of them. Um, My favorite. Just the, wait, just the like. The shortbread. Oh, the shortbreads. Yeah, yeah, I like the shortbreads. The shortbreads. I love shortbread. The tr- yeah, yeah, yeah. They call them the trefo- trefoils. Trefoils. Yeah, hold on, let me click. Trefoils. Um, no okay, so we got s'mores. It begins with s'mores. I've actually, I've had a s'more. I don't think of them much, so I'm going to call that a who. That's right. a who for sure. There's also two versions now, which I don't really understand. I've There's... never the second one here. I've never even seen. I also just love that all of them are trademarked. I would you would think that like the ones that are them's would be trademarked and the who's yeah. wouldn't, but they're all trademarked. So the s'mores are not the s'mores aren't newer to me, but I will say s'mores are more of a Girl Scout thing. So like you would it would okay. make sense that they'd be there, right? Yeah. Do you think like, we should call them? Are they them's? I don't really no. think of them. I think but, they're so. Who's. Who thin mint them? Caramel delight slash Samoa's them. Peanut butter t- patties. Ta- peanut butter patties is so funny. Oh, I even said them in order. Peanut butter patties, tagalongs, them. Shortbreads, thems. I love the shortbread ones. Oh, oh, dosy dos. I really like, but I think I like they're kind of hooey. I, but they're peanut butter, and it's it's we already have a peanut butter, and so they yeah, there can only be one peanut butter. Lemonades, lemonades are so I hooey. Love them. They're so hooey. Though. I love them, but they're hooey. Yes, they were Savannah introduced smiles. like you know recently. Savannah smiles. I feel like are new too. They're new. I, I don't love, love them. them. I Thanks love a lot. Them. I don't understand. Is it just I've a never... wafer with chocolate? It's called <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> I've never seen it. Thanks a lot, bitch. What is it? <laughs> wait, thanks a lot is so funny. And the cookie just says thank you on it. Whether, wait, this. can I read the description? I was about to do that too. You okay. read it. You read it. Whether the embossed thank you is in French, English, Chinese, Swahili, or Spanish, these tasty shortbread cookies with fudge on the bottom are a hit in any language. And they're also how girls learn business <laughs> ethics. <laughs> 
bitch, don't tell me I learned business ethics from a cookie that says thank you on it. Lindsay, Lindsay out here yelling bitch at the Girl Scouts. Through bitch. interaction with each customer and other Girl Scouts, a girl learns the importance of keeping her word, doing the right thing, and being fair. She learns the importance of doing business right. As a business owner, I do agree that it's important to learn business ethics, but you're not learning it from a cookie that says thank you. Sorry. <laughs> like, what? Toppy-tastic. Not a huge fan of those. Um indulgently rich buttery cookies with sweet, crunchy, golden toffee bits, a gluten-free variety only offered in select Girl Scout council markets for as long as supplies last. It's like, good luck. <laughs> good luck if you're gluten-free, bitch. Um, Wait, so when, these, when some of these cookies have two names, do you know why? It's because they're made by different bakers. Oh, they're I thought it was just a cookie. regional thing. They're the same cookie, but they're made by two different bakers. So like some of the shortbreads are shortbreads. Some are called trefoils, and that's because they're made by two different bakers. Um, I... Did you know that when you eat short, when you, girls sell shortbread, they're learning people skills? Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah, good. Just FYI. Um, I like that it says whether the box says shortbread or trefoils, these two cookies are similarly delicious. So they're not even identically delicious. They're similarly delicious. Are there slight variations in quality? Is that what they're suggesting? I guess so. I guess Caramel so. Caramel Delights, Samoas, excuse me. I don't even call them Caramel Delights. Samoas are so fucking good. They're all good. All these cookies are oh good. I could eat 400 God. of these in one seated. Even if they, even if you were like, Lindsay, I got you cookies, but sorry, they're the thanks a lot cookies. I'd be like, fuck you, but I'm also going to eat all of these like, right now. <laughs> Thin mints and Samoas straight out of the freezer. Oh, my God. We didn't straight even finish Toffee-tastic and Caramel Chocolate Chip, which is not. Who, who, who? Um, I've never caramel even chocolate seen Caramel Chocolate Chip is not even um, trademark. That's not canon. That's not canon. No, I don't no, like that. It's not canon. Thanks a lot is hilarious. Toffee-tastic, they remind me of... um. Oh, they're gluten-free, that's why. <laughs> they're gluten-free, that's why. They remind me of these cookies that um, my mom used to, like, keep in, like, she didn't really have, like, cookies in the house a lot, but, like, her, like, vice, everyone, she'd, like, buy a pack of cookies for herself because no one else liked them, and they were the Keebler Pecan Sandies. Have mm. you ever had those? Mm-hmm. They're just like shortbreads with pecans on them, and everyone mm-hmm. thought they were gross. My mom like mm-hmm. kept them in the freezer just for her, and she would they have like one and be like, "Ooh, my like special treat, they my pecan sandies." Having a food that everyone else hates that you love is such a treat. Like that's rare. Oh, yeah. You really got to find that. <laughs> she had those, and then once a year she would buy a big bat, like a big box of um, God, what are those called? Chocolate cordials, the cordial cherries. Oh, chocolate covered cherries. I, you've told me this story before, but that is <gasps> that so is the, that is insane. <gasps> those are for mom. I mean, um, those are really my mom yeah. would never. She'd be like, life. "No one can have these," and then everyone was like, "I don't want these." <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding? Okay, next up. <laughs> these are just for mom. It's like one You're time like... she was like, it was like one time she rented. Um, the mirror has two faces. And she was like, this is for mom only. This is mom movie night. And Bobby was like, was um, like, hello. I was like, Jeff Bridges and Barbara, Barbara Streisand, like, how dare you? Let me in. And then maybe Rexa was like, are you gay? <laughs> me like, mom, can I watch mirror has two faces with you? Bibi Rexa slides in. She's like, are you gay? Are you gay? <laughs> Eating her electric lime chips. They should be coming to my apartment very soon, by the way. Can't I know. I'm really excited it. to eat them on tour this weekend. Put them in your away bag. Thank you. <laughs> hey, y'all. I realize this may be a boring call, um, but I have no idea who Billy Porter is. I know he wore a gown to the Oscars. I don't know who he is. And I just listened to this interview with Christian Siriano 
on NPR about it, and I'm just wondering, is Christian a who or a them? I'm going to say still probably a who. And does he still have a haircut like a Chinese crested? Love him, but just the truth. And, yeah, who is Billy Porter? Um, they never explained who he was, and I, like, did a brief Google search, and, yeah, still don't know. I'm sorry, it's really funny. Before you get into it, it's really funny to have someone be like, I heard about this guy, Billy Porter, on NPR. Who, who is he? That's like, that's very, very funny. It's on I heard someone honestly. talk about Billy Porter on NPR. Who is it? Billy Porter um, is currently the star. The reason you've been seeing it on all the red carpets is because he is the star of Pose, the, the Ryan Murphy show on FX. And if um, you don't watch Pose, you probably wouldn't know who he was. Like, I love when it's like a singular role that everybody really loves and an actor that people like but you have to watch that show yeah. it's like you wouldn't know who jesse smollett is if you didn't watch empire empire um so everyone's like who's jesse smollett and it's like if you watched empire you'd know it's like um it's like jamila jamil in uh the good, the place. good place yeah yeah it's it's like june diane Raphael. Uh, but Grace people love Billy Porter. I mean, he he's a crucial Billy part Porter of Billy Porter is like a the I'm not a theater person neither. I mean, neither is Lindsay like in terms of musicals. Um yes, like I'm a musical play theater person, person actually. But Billy Porter is like a very established and distinguished theater theatrical actor. Yes, he's like yes. he's has like insane an insane like pedigree in terms of like schooling and he also won a Tony for Kinky Boots. He was the first person to play um what was what's that character in Kinky Boots? What's Lola. his name? Lola. But what um, I love about this is that that's the role that they always bring in, like, a, like F-list celebrities to play. Like, if you yeah, notice, no, but, I mean, especially if you live in New York, you're like, like, who's doing Kinky Boots this month? And it's like, but that's Tay like Diggs the or Chicago like effect. Like, right? It's like they they found a way to right. keep things yeah. fresh by just yeah. putting new people in. Right. It's like they're doing it with Waitress now, too. But no, it's, um, ge- he, it's genius. I'm saying it it's is. smart. But, th- but he originated the role that they are now subbing in. You know, C-list celebrities into not that Tay Diggs. I feel like I just called Tay Diggs an F-list celebrity. I didn't mean to do that, but yeah. like you get it. The idea yeah. is like it's like Joey McIntyre is now in Waitress. Okay, like that's insane, right? I am endeared to him not because of musical theater, but because he's in the Broken Hearts Club, which is amazing. Lindsay, you've never seen it. It's um like it's a the very Greg Berlanti movie. It's like a very iconic a gay rom com. Uh, yeah, Greg Berlanti made it. It's it's very good. I don't I don't know how well it aged. I probably haven't seen it since like college. I'm gonna watch it. I'll tell you how well but it aged. But he's in it. He's one of the people. It's like Zach Braff. It's him. It's the the dad from Frasier. Um, and it's actually good. But again, maybe John I'll watch Ma- it again. John like, Mahoney. Yikes. John Mahoney. Yes, 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 yes. He's just like a real actor who is has is having this really great late in life, later in life, middle aged come up where it's like, oh, he finally he finally was in a television show, and so that made him famous beyond this very specific tiny audience, even though he was inarguably very, very successful in this, in this, you know, industry. But now that he's on TV, more people know who he is, and he's such, like, a character because he's an actor that it's, like, people are noticing him, and they're like, who is this person who's, like, dressing also, fabulously? Who does red carpet people stuff? on the carpet. And yeah, he's great huge, at it. That was really, really successful. I mean, he is way better than most people at that. I mean, it is it is sort of like Andrew Rannells type thing where mm-hmm. it's like Andrew Rannells is not as a, not as old, obviously. Um, and maybe there's a Leah Michelle thing, too. But it's like someone who if you follow musical theater, you definitely knew who they were. They were musical theater them. And then they get on television and it takes them to a different place. And so it's like Andrew Rannells, when he got his guest appearance on Girls, and was like the funniest thing on Girls. And then he became like a regular Leah Michelle famous. in what was the next to normal? Glee? No, uh, Spring Awakening. Right. Oh. You're my musical theater she, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then she goes on Glee and is like 
becomes actually famous. Um, that's what ha- that's what's happening to Billy sure, Porter. Sure, and all the music theater people are like, oh, I've known about Billy Porter forever. And it's like, yeah, you it's definitely like, how do you know have, Billy Porter? You definitely have, you know? And if you, there are so many like budding actors slash like wanting to be on Law & Order, have been on Law & Order, Broadway yeah. people who every who a lot of people, a big community knows about and then they become like real famous and you're like, well, you know, I guess they've crossed over now. Hey, Lindsay, I have a question for you. Yes. Do you, can you think of any sort of sponsor that I could possibly have less to say about than a birth control adjacent sponsor? I mean, you do have birth control available to you, but no, you do not need birth control. (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying I should probably defer to you when turning to this app. Simple Health is all about care that fits your life using telemedicine to provide simple, convenient, and affordable birth control prescriptions and home delivery. So if you're trying birth control for the first time or you need to renew your Rx, just fill out an online health profile and answer some questions to find the best birth control for you. A doctor reviews if you're a good candidate for birth control, recommends the product, and writes a prescription. Then your birth control ships to your door on a reoccurring schedule, no interruptions. It's free. Wait, you never have to leave the house? No, which is my main goal of any type of interaction. It's free with most insurance plans. And starts at $15 a month without insurance. Oh my god, cheap as hat. No more doctor's offices, waiting rooms, or pharmacy lines. Get your birth control prescribed, renewed, and delivered to wherever you are on your schedule. Simple Health makes taking care of your health very simple. Birth control is a personal choice, and Simple Health is a discreet and comfortable option. No labels on the shipment or telling a 50-year-old man your sexual activity, which is my least favorite thing about going to the pharmacy. (laughs) Bobby, you don't know about that, but it is a nightmare. (laughs) Simple Health only offers the trusted brands of birth control. They are not making their own birth control, so they have whatever you need. Licensed doctors help design the product and review every patient with rigor and care. And it's also affordable. Again, $15 a month without insurance, or sometimes your insurance will cover it. But don't forget the service is not a replacement for routine evaluations by your primary care physician or gynecologist so make sure you go hang out with them at least a little bit or at least as much as you're supposed to but so don't miss your chance to try simple health for free who weekly listeners get the 20 dollars prescription fee waived by going to simplehealth.com who or entering the code who at checkout free birth control hell yeah hi wendy's back <laughs> i got whiplash on monday i was like Turn on, oh, turn on Wendy, like, so excited. I mean, I oh, was she's excited. Back. And then she's back. She, like, vaguely, she gives Oof. some sort of mm, dodgy, weird, very typical Wendy explanation for her um, absence. Well, she talked about her health, mostly. She just talked about she has, you know, she has these autoimmune defi- disorders where, you know, her body was a mess and blah, blah, blah. And so she, it's weird that she she addressed her health first. So what happened was we were supposed to only be off for two weeks for Christmas vacation. And towards the end of the two weeks, I started to feel thyroidish. Well, they're still adjusting my meds. And if you don't know about thyroid disease, it's, it's, it's a lifetime thing and they're always adjusting and always doing stuff and it can really screw you over. Um, and so they're adjusting my thyroid meds and then the eyeballs attached to the thyroid, which is my Graves disease. And then you know, I always have the equilibrium thing with my vertigo and a million other things. And then the salt levels, and you know, I'm 54 and not for nothing, even though you feel 25, honey, you know. <laughs> You're still your age on the inside. So I have a plethora of doctors, my medical team, and I'm happy to tell you that I am doing swell. <laughs> Then she did a few hot topics. Then she kind of went back to address her relationship. 
want to shout out to my husband. I'm still wearing my ring. Well, well, uh, believe me you, when you've been with somebody for 28 years, married for 25 years, then we date. When we got married, we waited like four years before doing the baby project and stuff. So we know each other. He's my best friend, he's my lover, he's all this and he's all that. I know what you've been seeing and I knew what the streets have been talking about. But hunty, let me show you who I fell in love with and who he fell in love with. Hit it. Which, Which is, I mean, did we really expect anything different from her about that relationship? I mean, I'm like, surprised she addressed it at all, to be honest, but she's very much like, I'm the hot topic and like, I owe like whatever, even though she's not being truthful. It's very like, the, the irony of her being like, I'm gonna address it because I'm real and then not actually addressing it is very Wendy. And she's done that before. She's, that that is, I think she did the ring thing last time her husband was in the news. Like before her illness became sort of uh, moved to the forefront, when it was just about her husband, she did the ring thing before. This is her talking point. Um, right. It's very, thing- it's weird. It's it's very Wendy. And she kept doing these weird like asides that like didn't make any sense. Like she would just be like, my son just like wants me to be a mom. He's like, mom, just like be my mom. Yeah, and I'm like, it's- it was very weird. Like she, it's like she had this weird thing where she was trying to be like, well, I'm just a mom, so da-da-da, but then also, like, I'm not actually going to listen to my son when he says, like, just be a mom. (laughs) It's very weird. Um, Also weird is, uh, and the reason I was like, oh, fuck this, is whenever she had on that guy who, I forgot his name, but he is most famous for interviewing, in my mind, he's the guy who (laughs) interviewed Vivica A. Fox in that iconic interview where she was like, tell me about Stacey Dash. And and Vivica A. Fox like shaded Stacey Dash like He's like a culture commentator. He's a culture commentator. He's really, really funny. I forgot his name. God, I'll tweet about him. But um, she had him on to talk about Finding Neverland, which this commentator had watched in full. Wendy had watched none of it. So the commentator (laughs) is like, oh, and these boys were, you know, sexually abused assaulted she's like, um, she's like catch me up <laughs> she he's just she's just keeps going lies 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 so lies. wade says that seven years old michael jackson was performing oral sex on him and they were taking showers together in lies. the nude lies. um you think it's all it's all false wendy I, I do believe a shower in the nude. I don't believe that there was any sexual touching. I do yeah. believe sleepovers in the same bed. I do believe that if Mother Nature takes its course and they you know you get a hard penis, I don't believe touching and I don't believe sex. And I do believe that this is a money grab for the families. I do Ooh, believe- Okay, come on, come on. This is what I believe. I believe, I believe. Yeah. Are you out of your mind, Wendy? Right. And I think the answer is yes. Um, it's Wendy just really actually, upsetting. That documentary is so... We, 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 this is not the, the subject of the show, but that documentary is so fucked up. And to, and to ignore them and call them liars is, like, really, really despicable. But I like will one say of the most Wendy's, Wendy's, opi- Wendy's, like, take on that is actually, like, a very popular take amongst a common. lot of people right now. Yeah, like I don't think that, that makes it excusable. Like, being like, I know, like, yes, he, like, did all these kind of weird things, but he didn't touch those boys and da-da-da-da. So, you know, I mean... And that really is sort of that is sort of the point of the documentary. Wendy where it's has like, an old mindset, though. Wendy is not a believe the victim person. Like Wendy is one of those like boomers who is not who is still kind of set in a lot of her ways. Yeah, but I think didn't she like know him? Isn't she like sure? Didn't of she, course. Like, 
it was just like. But it was weird because uh, then the next day, so yes, I continued to watch Wendy because then I added it to my DVR and I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll watch Hot Topics like when I'm when I have time. She talked about the R. Kelly situation and she was very much like against R. Like she was just like, fuck that guy, essentially. Like she really yeah. wasn't ha- standing for him. I think she well, was mad Wendy, about the, gla- the Gale thing. She was like, how dare he talk to Gale like this? But also it was really funny, very Wendy. She asked the audience who here believes that R. Kelly is innocent and one woman clapped so loud and stood up and the whole audience was like it was honestly only on wendy do you like find that one person in the audience who's like happily clapping you know on tv to defend r kelly it was wild. i just think there's there's just something very eyes emoji about like oh she believes uh the women who have accused r kelly of abuse but she does not believe the men who have accused a man of abuse like there's something eyes about like not believing gay abuse uh which is a a problem like people don't people don't want to equate gay sexual abuse with you know more heterosexual sexual abuse um they have a harder time believing it hearing about it talking yes. about it and wendy is one of those people i also will like say that because wendy now. was around when the trials were going on where these boys were testifying for michael she might have that stuck in her mind where like they went in oh they went on oath and they lied and they why did they defend michael when they were like a lot of like kind of details about trauma and abuse and the way that you kind of react to this stuff that's like really complicated and you really have to like dig in to understand that so to wendy she has she no just, interest she has no interest but she also just remembers the trials like she was very much active and reporting on it when she when they happen so maybe that's her perspective i'm not like excusing yeah. her i don't know why oh I'm, no like, i know explaining you are. It. but I'm, I'm more mean like it's interesting to think about like the people who were working in showbiz commentary gossip writing whatever tabloid stuff when the trials were happening their perspective might be a little bit different because they saw these boys go up on stand and like protect and essentially like testify for michael yeah you know and and um and yeah, that that documentary is is harrowing and it's terrible and it's like really, 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 really hard to watch. But I think it's like essential viewing. Especially, you know who's good like, at like if moving you are, forward about this though? Oprah. Did you see her interview with them after? I haven't she, watched it yet. No, I haven't watched really it good. yet. It's it on really HBO. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think if you are in if you are in the media, if you are a commentator, I mean, even if you're not, but specifically people like Wendy, you need to watch that. Like, you shouldn't be talking about that if you haven't watched that. If you haven't listened to these men, like, no, you're an obviously. Asshole. Why did Wendy? Yeah, like Wendy's like, come on my show and talk about this thing, and I haven't watched it. At least watch yeah. half of it. At least watch, watch the it. cliff notes. Make Norman like scroll through it and give you the best parts. Oh my god, the the best parts. Like whatever. Like get a cliff notes. But yeah, Wendy is back, and that's it for today's <laughs> Who's There. Please. Come to our show in Detroit and Chicago. I know that Detroit's going to be tough because we're competing with Mariah Carey, who is also playing in Detroit at the same time in Detroit. I am so pissed because I want to go see Mariah Carey in Detroit. Me too. (laughs) So, like, look, I get it if you choose Mariah Carey over us. Her tickets are more expensive, though, understandably. Uh, Also, our show will be more intimate and will be more one-on-one. It'll be a better experience, I feel like. (laughs) It probably won't. Look, our show's going to be better than Mariah Carey's. That's what we're saying now. That's the party line. (laughs) No, we can't say that. Um, did the party room just see that? Did the party room just see that? <laughs> also, come to see us in Chicago this Saturday, which is in, which is tomorrow. Come see us in Detroit tonight. Um, and then what else is happening? Tonight uh, in Detroit. Whoa, 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 tonight whoa, whoa. Tonight in Detroit. We're done. Listen to us on Sirius next week. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Excuse me, Sirius XM. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And support us on patreon.com slash show weekly. You'll get a brand new episode today or tomorrow or Sunday or Monday. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> and uh, we will see you on Tuesday with a brand new episode of Who Weekly. Good. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, 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 they want to know.
remember when John Travolta said Adele Dazim? That's iconic. <laughs>